Hi there, this is Paddy Billington. Welcome to episode 12 of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Coming up in this episode, I speak to Lee and Dawn from Animated Objects. Now, they create fabulous, moving, often very large and illuminated works of art. We'll be finding out where you can see their work in summer 2021. Also on this episode, this week's gem is the rather famous and rather wonderful Marine Drive. But will I be able to tell you some facts about it you didn't know? Let's see. Also, our topic this week, which we put out on our social media pages, is what are your kids' favourite things to do when visiting Scarborough? Thank you for all the comments. We'll read some of those out very soon. And we've got the latest tourism news coming up as well. As usual, a massive thank you to start off the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Visit Scarborough podcast. And thank you to Roxy Viva for your review on iTunes. She says, I look forward to listening to this every week. I just wish I was there. Please do subscribe where you get your podcasts from to the Visit Scarborough podcast. And you'll be notified every time there's a new episode going live. And if you do get the chance to leave a review, that's really helpful as well. Thank you to Roxy Viva for the five stars. Right, let's meet this week's guests. They are Lee Threadgold and Dawn Dyson Threadgold from Animated Objects. Welcome to the Visit Scarborough podcast, episode 12. For those that aren't familiar with Animated Objects, just explain a bit about what you do and how that ties in with tourism in Scarborough. Initially, we started off as a theatre company, but we actually do all sorts of different community arts nowadays, to be perfectly honest, Paddy. We do large-scale art, um, big outdoor things. Um, we tend to work on projects that can get lots of participants as well. So things such as lantern parades, um, land art for things like the Tour de Yorkshire we've done in the past and the uh, the Tour de France. We do giant puppets for things like the Olympic torch relay and all sorts of things that bring communities and different groups together. So we work with schools. We also work with local organisations. We work with local authorities as well. In fact, all sorts of different people get involved in our projects in different ways. Some of them from a sort of making and uh, performing point of view some of them from writing, some of them from, as we're doing at the minute, working on projects from home that will then be brought together later in the summer. Great. Well, we'll find out some more about those upcoming projects, uh, which sound very, very exciting. I'm always blown away by the the scale of your projects. You don't tend to do things small, do you? No, we're a small company with big ideas. We try to work with lots of people and bring them together. And also people that would not normally think of themselves as performers, So different community organisations in a carnival or in a show, trying to bring them together or in a lantern parade that we can work with lots of different people across the borough as well. And with the Odyssey, we're working with people from Sperm Point all the way up to States. Right. Wow. That's a big area. Yeah. I always wonder with with you, Animated Objects, is it you going to the local authority saying, we've got a great idea, we could do this for you? Or is it them coming to you saying, could you do this? It varies, really, depending on the project and depending on what's coming up. Certainly in the early days of the project, it was very much us going to other people saying, we can do this, we can do that, we can do this. We certainly even still nowadays put a huge amount of effort into fundraising and to pitching for ideas that never happen. Right, um, okay, yeah. Once yeah. in a while, somebody goes... That's a brilliant idea. We like the sound of that. The nearest comparison I could give is is like a pitch in Dragon's Den. Um, So we're often um, standing there in front of large committees of people 
talking about our ideas, which we've already had to budget and cost effective and do um, and do all the conceptual drawings for as well. And sometimes that can take a long process. I mean, certainly for our most recent project, we went through two years of pitching for uh, for this project before it got to the point where funding bodies and people were happy to go ahead with it. So uh, it can take a bit of time. You mentioned Dragon's Den, and if you need a giant dragon, you're the people to make one, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we built a few of them in our time. I mean, we're now also, thankfully, we're at that, well, certainly pre-COVID, but I think it seems to be the case again that we're now at that stage, because we've been doing this for quite a long time, where people do come to us and say, can you come up with an idea for this particular event, which is yeah. is a nice position to be in. So it's nice to know people do remember us for what we do. You've made all sorts of things. Just talk us through some of the techniques of, of some of the creations that you've that you've made. A lot of the time you've got to think about the Yorkshire weather. So everything has to be weatherproof because however much you plan, you can't plan the weather. So, I mean, Orpheus the Mariner was the prime example of a weekend in February and on the first night we had a force nine gale and had to shut down roads and things like that but we still got a huge audience so weather is always a challenge so we use things that are waterproof and can be reused and now more than ever with sustainability we're always looking at how we can recycle things that we use we use a lot of bamboo <laughs> and willow and we use tissue paper and potato starch glue which makes things really sturdy but then obviously we have to waterproof those with latex and things but we sit down and think oh how can we use this it's also how things can move along a seafront we're moving more into using wheels to go over cobbled streets especially in Whitby it's always quite challenging with the roads in Whitby that we can keep things on the pavement but you have to think of how is a puppet going to move or a walkabout so we're always looking at how things are moving on. And in the last five years, how lighting has really changed with our uh, lantern parades with LEDs using USB battery packs of how much longer things can last. And that's great because you can recharge them so you're not putting loads of batteries into landfill and things like that so we're always looking at new things coming out and technology and sound systems as you know has come on hugely in the last sort of five ten years well please stay there we're going to chat more very very soon find out more about these upcoming uh, projects that visitors to scarborough later this year will get to enjoy still to come tourism news if you like to travel to scarborough by bus some news that you may well be rather interested and excited in coming up very very soon Also, our gem this week is Marine Drive in Scarborough. Can I actually give you a couple of facts about it that you don't know and ones that will impress you? We'll see in a bit, but it is an incredible feat of engineering. First, though, this week's topic on the Visit Scarborough Facebook page, Twitter and Instagram. What are your kids' favourite things to do when visiting Scarborough? Steve Evans says, My kids love doing something I used to love to do as a kid, and that is sailing toy boats in the little ponds in P-Zone Park. They also love rock pooling and having a ride on the open-top bus. It's amazing that you say that, because I've not seen anyone sailing boats on the little lakes in P-Zone Glen as it is for many years now, but it's something that my dad took me to do when I was little. We had a, a yacht, and it would very often get stuck in the middle with no breeze, and uh, he'd have to wade out to go and retrieve it. Lovely to hear that memory. Amanda Shelbourne says, my, my son Raymond loves paddling in the sea every day and then walking to North Bay to go on the small train. 
and walking round uh, the uh, the bays in Scarborough and to the town centre with an ice cream in hands and also heading to the arcades on an evening as well. And then we always have a roast meal with Yorkshire pudding. Yummy, yummy, yummy. We'll do some more of your comments very, very soon. Uh, the things that your kids love to do most when they visit Scarborough. Right now, more from Animated Objects, joined by Lee and Dawn. So you've got some rather excited projects coming up, which hopefully visitors to Scarborough later in 2021 will we'll get to enjoy. What have you got coming up? Just prior to COVID, we had just started off on a huge project called The Odyssey, um, which is actually a three-year project. I think it's probably going to be stretching to three and a half years now, to be honest, because obviously... Um, delays. <laughs> there have been uh, delays and changes and Boris's roadmap and everything. Essentially, what we're doing there is we're taking two ancient stories, which are uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey, all based on the Trojan Wars. Now, some people will know some of the famous scenes in that from... For instance, the idea of the Trojan horse that sneaks inside a city full of soldiers. And people may have heard of Achilles and his heel before. But beyond that, people may not have done. Um, We picked that story because it's probably one of the only stories that's big enough to include nearly 100 miles worth of coastline and all the different communities there and give everybody something to get their teeth stuck into. And the first events that we're going to be doing publicly um, in the coming months, first of all, we've got a piece called Lighting Up the Coast, which is going to be now the third attempt we've had at touring this. We were originally going to tour it in November, got locked down. Uh, we were then rescheduled for January, got locked down. So um, fingers crossed in mid-April, and um, that should be touring to towns along the Yorkshire coast, and it will be coming to Filey, Scarborough and Whitby. What that is, is is an illuminated um, installation that we've designed to be COVID secure. So even with social distancing in April, people can come through one family at a time and essentially they get to walk beneath the timbers of Odysseus's ship. So it's a big structure. It's about four or five metres tall. It looks like the arches of some kind of very organic cathedral, I think, yeah, in some sort of way. it's in its nature. It's um, beautiful. And uh, you can't miss it. Um, certainly when it comes to Scarborough, it's going to be on the beach when we do that, isn't it? Yeah. For a sunrise. So we're, we're really hoping that we get a nice clear morning for that because it looks spectacular with the sun coming above South Bay. Um, yeah, you don't want to see Fred that morning, do you? No, but we will be there if the Fred's there. But, but if the Fred's there, it will be pretty typical for one of our events. But to be honest, um, it will just, the only way we consider things like rain and thunder and fret and all of that is it's free special effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happens, absolutely. Yeah. All it does is it brings atmosphere to an event. And people know full well, if we're going to come to an event on the Yorkshire coast, no matter what the season of year it's a beautiful and stunning place no matter what the weather's doing. If it happens to be raining or it's a bit chilly, we do exactly the same as we were going to do. We just stick a coat on. And events in Scarborough are becoming you know, more and more important, aren't they? Yeah. And parades and visitors and locals. And um, it, it's something that does really work around here. It does uh, get so much support, doesn't it? Um, in terms yeah. of Scarborough then, do you feel like so many of the rest of us that Scarborough is on the cusp of a, of a tourism boom now? It feels like we're just on the edge of something really quite special. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a huge number of visitors, I think, to the entire coast. But I think Scarborough, I mean, we all know from the past few months that whenever restrictions have been eased, we've been absolutely mobbed with people. And I, I think once things do begin to ease up, and now that they're easing up a little bit more carefully and a little bit more slowly, I think the demand to come to places like Scarborough and Filey and Whitby and all the other resorts on this coast, it's going to be huge. I think yeah. people, they just really, that sense of space and that sense of nature, but also just the fun of being at the seaside that people sometimes, they may have forgotten about. I mean, I certainly remember last summer when we were out, 
you saw people on the beach that you knew full well would normally have gone over to Spain or to, you know, or to the Greek islands or somewhere like that. And you could see just from the look on their face and the things people were saying, we'd never even thought of coming to Yorkshire, but now it's an absolute definite we're going to do it all the time. The kids can't tell the difference between a, a beach in Spain and a beach in Yorkshire. They, they come to Yorkshire and they go, this is brilliant. We can build our sandcastles, we can have our ice cream, we can have a run around and we can jump in the sea. It might make us jump for a couple of seconds and we <laughs> temperature once we're in there. They don't care. And people are having a, a brilliant time. And they were, even back then, they were keeping a good, appropriate social distance, although it looked very busy from from certain angles and i think it's a great thing that people are discovering these places again the different towns are also looking at what can happen Mm -hmm. and using events and festivals of bringing people together and not just for visitors but actually we're trying to extend seasons Mm -hmm. and that things are for the locals as well as attracting people to come and visit our beautiful towns it's exciting times ahead once we can get through this last bit hopefully all being well and brilliant you mentioned you know how kids enjoy the area because uh, our topic on social media uh, for this podcast is what are your kids favorite things to do in scarborough and i think you just summed it up there brilliantly and in fact sometimes that that long flight even if it is only a few hours can be very stressful for families as well you don't need that although let's be honest the a64 in summer can also be a little bit stressful (laughs) i think staying actually staying that little bit local and staying in the country again as you say it does avoid being through all of that kind of malarkey going through an airport and if you've got young kids i think that makes a huge difference but actually whatever your age sometimes it's just more relaxing great speaking to you both if people do want to keep you know in touch with with what you're up to and you know when you're going to be displaying your your work where's the best place for people to find you people would like to follow us on social media at animated objects theater company and we're on facebook instagram twitter um, and also our website which is www.animatedobjects.org and there's lots of things coming up in this next bit as we say we're starting off in april and then we've got digital content and other exhibitions and things before getting on to the really big stuff in the autumn. Well, we'll chat more soon when uh, when you've got more details. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Lovely. My thanks to Lee and Dawn from Animated Objects. Still to come, the latest tourism news and also my gem this week is Marine Drive in Scarborough. More on that next, but first, thank you for all the comments on the Visit Scarborough Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages answering this question. What do your kids love to do when visiting Scarborough? Abby Jane Phillips says, Our son loves a nice big walk around Marine Drive, maybe a paddle in the sea, a doggy ice cream and a ride on a Scarborough train. Then up to the capital for a sniff round there to see the lovely views followed on by a nice cold bowl of water. This is our son, we don't have kids, and there's a picture of a lovely black dog. Thank you, Abby. I was reading it thinking, eh? Makes sense now, doesn't it? Nicola Jane Lawrence says, mine like to visit their grandparents and walk to the seaside, which are a real bonus. My children are missing their grandparents so much in Scarborough and vice versa. Oh, hopefully they can come again soon. Margaret Bell says, for those of us who don't have kids, just visiting the attractions, fish and chips and ice cream are enough. We're all big kids at heart when we visit Scarborough. Fair point, isn't it? Fair point. I've lived here all my life. I'm nearly 40 and I don't feel grown up. Maybe it's something about being here so long. 
Right, it's time for this week's gem, and this week it is Marine Drive in Scarborough. The road and promenade and seawall gracefully glide around the mighty Castle Headland between the harbour in South Bay and North Bay for about a mile, mile and a half. And walking around Marine Drive is just one of those things you've got to do when you visit Scarborough. Here's a little bit more about an old Scarborough favourite. Well, it's a cool and breezy evening on Marine Drive in Scarborough. We have a gibbous moon directly ahead. And this really is an incredible feat of engineering. Taking 11 years to build between 1897 and 1908. Marine Drive in Scarborough is very special indeed. Just imagine just how different life would have become once opened when people could walk and travel by road from South Bay in the harbour to North Bay without having to negotiate the 300 foot high Castle Headland. At the southern end of Marine Drive is the famous Toll House, thankfully still looking as fantastic as it will have done when first built. Tolls for pedestrians ended in 1943 and for vehicles in 1950. And I wonder, you know, whether Scarborough would have had trams running along the seafront in 2021 just like Blackpool does, had it not been for some rather unfortunate timing. You see, Scarborough South Bay did used to have trams running along the foreshore and harbour side, but they terminated next to the toll house because Marine Drive wasn't quite ready. And when it was, the company running the trams in Scarborough were in some financial difficulty. And the link all the way around Marine Drive to North Bay, which was originally the intention, never happened. You can imagine how popular that service would have been, though, all the way around Marine Drive on a tram. You can imagine that that service would have stuck around a bit like it has in Blackpool. These days, there are many parking spaces on the landward side of Marine Drive, and you can drive in both directions alongside a, a fairly wide promenade. In recent years, the biggest change in Marine Drive's history has occurred. In the last 20 or so years, a new seawall and an incredible amount of rock armour has been laid to protect Marine Drive for many more years to come. These days, it's also a fantastic place to spot the resident porpoises. Most of the time, when the sea is calm, halfway around the Castle Headland, you're likely to see a porpoise, and increasingly common are sights of bottlenose dolphins, and sometimes even minky whales as well. And depending on the time of year, you can have a great noise from the kittiwakes on the cliff, and birdwatchers come from miles away to check out the peregrine falcons that are a great attraction here as well. Harry Bob's Skate Park is next to Harry Bob's Cave, a giant rock which fell from the Castle Headland. It's a complete mystery who carved it out into the shape of a little house, but it's been a favourite of locals and holidaymakers for decades and decades and decades. It's certainly one thing to tick off your list of things to do when visiting Scarborough, walking around Marine Drive. Can be a bit bracing though, so if there's a sea breeze, wrap up warm. We may not have the trams, but we do have the open top buses, and that's a great way to enjoy Marine Drive at its best. This week's gem, Marine Drive in Scarborough. Yes, Marine Drive in Scarborough, a very special place. And in fact, for a runner, it's a great place to run too. And the McCain Yorkshire Coast 10K is one of the best 10Ks in the country because it is pretty much 100% flat. And you see the South Bay, the Harbour Side, Marine Drive and North Bay. And from the spa to the sea life and back, it is absolutely bang on 10K. Brilliant. And that usually happens late September, early October. Right, in tourism news this week, do you travel to the Yorkshire coast on a coastliner bus? Good news, they are doubling the amount of buses to Scarborough in 2021. That's right, they are doubling the amount of buses. They're going to have more details on their timetable soon, but that's some really good news to start with. Also, Scarborough's public toilets are going to be reopening uh, later this month. One set will be missing. These are the St Nicholas toilets, which are the ones closest to Olympia in Scarborough South Bay. They've been refurbished at the moment. They won't quite be ready in time for when you're allowed to visit Scarborough again, but they will have some temporary ones for the time being. 
And Scarborough Council have been revealing more details about the reopening of venues, including Scarborough Spa. Farris Bar at Scarborough Spa will be back open from Saturday the 27th of March doing takeaways. External dining follows from the 12th of April with a new extended outdoor area and the venue should be fully reopened from the 21st of June. The likes of Jimmy Carr, Francis Rossi, The Dream Boys, Show Waddy Waddy and a number of other tribute shows are scheduled to perform this summer and hopefully they will go ahead as planned. Scarborough Spa's Cliff Lift will also be back in action from Saturday the 17th of April and that will initially be open weekends 10 till 4. And that is your latest tourism news. And that is almost it for episode 12 of the Visit Scarborough podcast. We'll end with more of your comments on this question. What do your kids love to do most when visiting Scarborough? Claire McBlain, the beach and visiting Albemarle Water Park. We can't wait to come back. Mark says they're grown up now but loved crabbing. Granddaughter came last year and loved playing in the sea on the North Beach. And also Bempton Cliffs is high on the list again for this year as well. Yes, I was only talking about Bempton Cliffs earlier on. It's uh, breathtakingly beautiful. Amy says, now that I've grown up, my favourite thing to do is go to Eat Me Cafe. Helen Stebbing says, the beach near the spa, kids can play football and rock pool. And Becky Wynnum says, visiting the castle, eating ice cream and going to the beach. Well, thank you so much for being involved in episode 12 of the Visit Scarborough podcast. I'm Paddy Billington. Join me next week for episode 13. The Visit Scarborough podcast is an NPB production. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And where possible, please do leave a review. Thanks for listening.